Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, we're glad you're with us today. Let me get situated here. All right, hey, if you would, uh, turn in your Bibles today to uh, the New Testament, to Luke chapter 5. If you don't have your Bibles with you, we'll have that up on the screens for you because they're working this week. They weren't working last time I spoke. Well, that's okay. Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. All right, so I'm going to ask you guys to do something real quick before we get started. I want you to take a moment, and I want you to be completely silent. Don't move, no turn pages, just be quiet just for a minute. Does that seem like forever? <laughs> All right, this time I want you to bow your heads. I want you to be quiet before the Lord. I want you to just pray. Dear Lord, speak to me today. Just pray that quietly before him. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this morning. Lord, bless each one that's taken the time to come into your house today, to hear what you might have to say, to worship you. We pray for those who are turning in online and uh, listening to this message today for them taking the time. And I pray, Lord, that you'll speak to each one of us where we're at as we come as we are. And the Lord, you change our lives. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's read uh, Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. And right before this, there was a leper that had come to Jesus. And I imagine based on his condition, it was obvious. He was a leper. His skin had begun to rot. He was in a bad condition. And he said, Lord, would you please heal me? And he said, yes, I would. He said, I'm going to heal you today. And he heals him. And then he says, but don't, he goes, don't say anything. Don't say anything. I'm tr basically, he was trying to stay a little lower key right now. And he asked him, just go to the priest. Irregardless of that, that's where we pick up on the word however. However, the report went around concerning him all the more. And the great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Here's the part I want you guys to pick up on. So he, Jesus, so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. So when the multitudes and when things got busy, it's noted in scripture to us that Jesus often would pull away from all the busyness and he'd go off into the wilderness. He'd go off into a place of quiet. He'd go off into a place of silence and he would pray. When you think about that, you're like, why did Jesus, the son of God, 
who could do anything at any time, why did it say that he often did that? You know, I, I know one of those reasons is for an example for us to show us the importance of pulling away and being quiet. One was, another reason probably likely is he wanted to talk to his dad. He wanted to spend time with his father. And I'm sure there are multiple reasons defined, but I want you to not miss this today, that Jesus showed us an example of how important it is to get quiet. I don't know about you, I don't always find it easy to get quiet. I don't always find it easy to truly push it all aside and just come into the presence of God. It's not easy, is it? It's not easy. Life's busy. We all have different things going on. If I go through here and I ask you, how, would, you know, how do you go about getting quiet? What do you like for being quiet? All our personalities in here, everybody that's watching, every one of us are wired differently, aren't we? Do you know, I know some of us in here, when you go to lay down and rest, um, excuse me, I sat on the cord. When you go to lay down and rest, for Lori and I, when we go to lay down and rest, we live in like a dungeon. It is so dark and quiet in there, and it's cold, and, and that's how we like it. Like sometimes when, when we would travel back in the day a lot, when we'd go to a hotel or something like that, Lori's off in the one that's taking all the extra towels, and she's stuffing them in the windows so that it just gets super dark and quiet. Because that's how we like to rest and get still and quiet. Some of you, in order for you to go to bed, you turn on the radio, you turn on the TV, you got that blaring. Some people got to have a fan on them. However it is, we're all different, aren't we? Aren't we different about how we go to get quiet? And our family dynamics are totally different. Some of you in here, you have a house full of people. You have a house full of children. You have teenagers that are coming and going. You have people that are constantly on the go. And your house is full of people and, and noise. Some of you live alone. Some of you are widowed. Do you know that even if a person's super busy and their house is full, and maybe a widow or someone who lives all by themselves, doesn't always mean it's easier for that person that lives by themselves to truly Get quiet before the Lord. You can be bored. You can be lonely. You can say, it's too quiet here, but you still miss out on what I'm talking about today, about getting silent with God. We all have different lifestyles. Some of us are really tied to a clock at work, and it's a strict schedule, and you've got to be there on time. And, you know, if I, my one friend's here today, and as a manager, he used to tell the people who work for him, he said, hey, if you're not a minute early, you're late. You know, so we all have busyness, we all have schedules, we all have things that we do. Our lifestyles are totally different, and for us to get quiet doesn't look the same for all of us, does it? I want to talk about the importance of it. If you would, turn to Psalms chapter 62, as Reverend Ernie shared with us today. The book of Psalms, actual chapter 62, this was a song. This was scripture. This was God-breathed words that are put in our Bible today that were at one time a song, and they would sing it. 
So David wrote this at a time when he was out in the wilderness. Most likely, he's getting chased by his enemy, who happens to likely be his son, Absalom. Talk about some family issues. Talk about maybe not having Thanksgiving gravy together. They had issues. They had problems with each other. He was, his son wanted to kill him and take over the throne. That's probably what was taking place here. Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2. Truly, my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Let's skip ahead. Pick up at verse 5, and it repeats because it's so important. My soul. My soul. David says, my everything, my inner being, I wait silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. It's not easy to get that quiet. It's not that easy to trust God. It's not easy to turn it all off. But I am going to tell you, what we're talking about today, this is for everybody. This is for each one here today. It's for everybody that's tuned in and is watching this. The importance of silence and getting alone with God and being quiet, it might be one of the most important things that you'll ever do in this life. Pastor Dallas, he shared with me when I started in the ministry over five years ago now, and I, I would ask him, I'm like, all right, do you want me to do this? And do you want me to start doing this and everything like that? And he, and he would often say to me, he goes, Ben, I want you to calm down <laughs> and I want you to get quiet before the Lord. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. But in the meantime, can I, can I do this and stuff? And can I, you want me to do this? And he goes, no, that's what I want you to focus on. I'm like, okay. Dallas has said to me a couple times, he said, you know, he goes, God forbid, he goes, but if I was ever on the highway and I got into a bad accident and he goes, you know what I would have them say if I knew it was my last words? And I'm like, I'd love to know. What, what would you say? He goes, I'd tell the person that was there whether it was someone who stopped to help me, whether it was the ambulance, whether it was the police, whoever came to my hour of need, if I felt these were my last words, he goes, I would tell them, tell my children to get quiet before God. He goes, they already know I love them. They already know I love them. But there's nothing that I want to leave with them more than telling them, quiet before God. A.W. Tozer, very famous pastor, author, he said, I don't believe that there's anything more important to the Christian life than being still in the presence of God. Let's pick this back up again. My soul Wait silently for God alone. For my expectation 
is from him. Sometimes, sometimes you ever, <laughs> do you ever talk to someone and you walk up to them, say, hey, how you doing? How you doing? And you don't even really think about the response that they're going to say, you know, because you're already moving on. Don't go to God and just already move on. David says, I expect, I expect something from God, but I know I need to get quiet so that I can hear it. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Verse 8 is so important. Trust in him at all times, you people. Here's David. Picture him. His life's on the line. He's living in the wilderness. He's in a bad way. And he is encouraging everyone that would ever read this and himself. Trust in him at all times, you people. And here's the part. This is another part about being quiet with God. David says, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So, again, this is another personality trait. This is a way that we're all different, okay? So, maybe you're this way. If not, you know somebody who's this way, who um, you might even just meet him for the first time. I met one of my neighbors once in my driveway, and in 40 straight, you know, short minutes while I was trying to mow the lawn, I heard her complete life story, and she poured it all out. That was her personality. I think she needed to talk to someone that day, and she was ready to talk about it. Some of you, if you wanted to tell someone you were having even uh, a bad day, there's no way you're going to tell them that. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Do you know what? Whether you're that type of person who knows someone that loves you and that you trust and that you feel safe in, that you can just pour it all out and just spew it and just say it and you know that they're gonna love you and they're gonna support you and they're gonna help you. If you have someone and you can do that, it's an important and a beautiful gift from God. Sometimes, sometimes we don't even do that before God. It says he knows our thoughts before we speak. He already knows it. Take a time, be alone with God, and pour out your heart. Pour it out. Um, it is, I, I think for most people, so don't feel bad. For most people, it is difficult. It's not easy to get truly quiet with God. It's just not. No matter what your circumstances, no matter what your personality traits are, it's not easy. It takes purpose, and you have to really try at it. Um, it takes a big focus to be quiet. So I want to talk about how are different ways that we might get quiet with God. So I don't have a, I don't have a PowerPoint. I didn't put together an Excel spreadsheet about it. There are no secrets. And this isn't one size fits all because you're all different. So 
We sing about my Jesus because it's personal. Your quiet time with God is personal. So however it works. I know um, some of you are very structured. If you're a structured person, structure a time to say, I'm going to get alone with God. If you're a morning person, it's probably in the morning. If you're a night person, maybe you're in the middle of the day kind of person, schedule a time to say, I'm going to be alone before God. I'm going to be still. I'm going to be silent. I'm going to meditate on him. If you're not like that, if you're like, I can't schedule. Every day is different. My life is not the same. I don't know what the kids are going to do today. I don't know what's going to happen in my work. I don't know what's going to happen. Then you have to look for opportunities where you have a moment that you can set a step aside and get quiet with God. But you have to be very purposeful about it. And you can't just say, I'll do it when it all works out. Because then days will go by, weeks will go by, <laughs> months will go by, and you haven't gotten quiet with God. Maybe, uh, maybe it's you need to write things down so that you stay focused. Maybe you need to think about your thoughts. One of the things I think that helps the example of the Lord's Prayer when we get quiet for, before God is sometimes you just start it out as you would in the presence of a loving parent and just say, I love you. I love you, Lord. I want to think about some of the things you've blessed me with today. I might be having a terrible day. I might have found out from the doctor I've got bad news. I might not know how I'm going to pay for this. I might not know how I'm going to handle my teenage son or daughter and the situations that they're going through. But I'm going to pause and I'm going to thank you for these blessings in my life. So maybe you start with a, I love you. Maybe you start with praises. Then maybe you begin to pray for others. I always try to pray for others because I start praying for myself and I'll lose the needs of so many other people that I need to be lifting up before God. I pray for others. Then I might pray for the day. I might pray for myself and my family. And then I always want to end with, God, your will. What's your will? If I'm left to myself, humanly speaking, we often, people will say, well, whatever your gut feeling is, that's what you should go with. Mm, there's such a better way. There's such a better way. When I'm left to my own thoughts and my own gut, my own instincts, I can sometimes really mess up. But when I get quiet before God, and I truly seek him and say, but Lord, what would you have me to do? What is it that I'm supposed to do? Guide me. Showed me the way. And, and it's often not going to be coming across the loudspeaker. It's going to be a quiet speaking to your spirit. Maybe that's what you need to do. Some people, maybe a prayer closet. That's not for me, but Brother Larry Long, who played with us, he had a prayer closet. And in that prayer closet, I can tell you, wonderful things happen because he got quiet with God in his prayer closet. That's what he needed. Maybe you need to go out in the wilderness. Maybe you need to take a walk. Maybe you just need to separate yourself. Maybe your car is a place that you're going to get quiet with God. I don't know. It's not the same for all of us. But you have to be very purposeful. And I can't tell you how important it is to get quiet with God.
going to tell you about <laughs> something that happened to me this week. So I was out in the woods with a friend. It's beautiful. We had some beautiful weather this week. I'm enjoying myself. We're having a good time. He had to go, and he left, and I literally paused, and I said, Lord, I'd like to spend a little bit more time out today. It's beautiful out. I said, but I'm not sure if that's what I'm supposed to do, so kind of guide me here as I'm trying to make a decision. I'm walking, and all of a sudden, I get hit upside the head, and I slap this bug, and I'm going to gross some of you out. I'm sorry, but it happened to me, okay? And as I did this, that bug went in my ear. Not here. It went in my ear canal. You can't feel it. You can't touch it, but it's in there. Do you know what that sounds like? It's awful. It's terrible. And it's going on. I got this bug in there. And I'm like freaking out. And I'm trying to push and I'm trying to bounce up and down. And I'm like, what is going on? And in the midst of that, in the midst of that, I paused somehow and I said, Lord, maybe you don't want me to stay out in the woods today. <laughs> I said, if, if this doesn't come out, I know I'm supposed to leave and then I need to know, do I go to an urgent care? Do I call my mommy? What do I do? Because this is awful. And I can feel it crawling in there and I am freaking out a little bit. Well, good news is, after probably what seemed like 16 and a half hours, but just a couple minutes, I got the bug out, okay? It's, it's big, it was nasty. It was like some flying ant thing. I think if you looked up the medical terms for it, it was a pterodactyl, gigantic, grossiest, buggest. It was, it was nasty. I'm gonna tell you what, I was praising my Jesus that that came out. Okay, you're like, is this some titsy fly from Zambazwi that's going to go in there and bore into my brain cells and I'm not going to be able to talk to Lori tonight? You know, all those things that go through your head. <laughs> do you know, we do that when things happen in our lives, sometimes when something starts to bug us, sometimes when it's a sin that's in our spirit, and it keeps knocking on our door. Hey, you got this, you need to deal with this. And it keeps knocking on our door. Or whether it's a hurt that you just haven't really dealt with lately. Or whether you just want to do things your own way and you don't want to listen to the Lord. What do we do? We turn up the noise of life. We turn it up loud so that we don't, I don't have to hear that bug scaring in my ear anymore. I'm going to ignore it. I'm just going to turn it up. I'm going to make things so loud in my life that I'm not going to get quiet with God so I don't have to worry about that. Or we fill our life up with so many things. I got to go here. I got to do this. I got to buy this. I got to do this. And, and this is what I need to do. And I'm going to start doing this. And we just get so busy with life that we suppress that noise that's going on. And we don't want to address it. If that speaks to you today, you need to get quiet with God. 
If you are afraid to get quiet with God because it starts reminding you of some of the sin that you haven't confessed, or there's maybe something that you're still just holding on, it's just, I, Lord, I just need to keep that. That's mine. Please, I am, as a pastor, as a church, as a member of God's family, I'm not judgmental. I, I'm not here to make you feel guilty about something, but I want you to have the best life that the Lord has in plan for you. You can't keep ignoring your sin. Sometimes maybe it's just a hurt. Maybe it's just something that's so awful. Dear sister in Christ, she came to me and she said, Pastor Brian, I need to talk to you. She goes, I've had this thing that happened. And basically she was a victim of someone else's sin. And it happened to her when she was a child. And decades have gone by. Decades and decades and decades. And she said, it's full blown. I can't get it out of my mind. Sometimes what we want to do is we just want to turn up the noise. We want to get louder so that we can ignore that, so that we can push it down, so that we don't have to address it. But you know what God wants you to do? He wants you to get quiet. And he wants you to say, Lord, I got this hurt and I can't handle it. I need you. I need your help, Lord. I want to take this hurt that's bigger than me and I want to lay it at your feet and I want to get real still. I want to get real quiet. I need your help. Sometimes, church, it takes great courage to get quiet before God. Let's turn to one more verse before the praise team comes up here. Book of uh, Zephaniah. That is a real book in the Bible, believe it or not. I did not make that up. One of the last books in the Old Testament, Zephaniah chapter 1. Zephaniah chapter 1, verses 7, and we're just going to read the first part of this verse. It says, be silent in the presence of the Lord God. And if you look up some of the original Hebrew word there, the, si the word for silence is hush, in awe, just a silent hush in awe of God. You know, Job said, I'm not, I'm not worthy to be in your presence, God. I'm not worthy to open my mouth. I'm not worthy to talk. No, you're not. I'm not. But you know what God wants from you more than anything? He wants you to be quiet. He wants you to get in his presence, and he wants to share life with you. He wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to heal your hurts once and for all. And he wants to give you strength and hope so that your foundation won't be shaken and that you can live a victorious life. Praise team, come up as I read the last part of this verse. Be silent in the presence of the Lord God for the day of the Lord is at hand. For the day of the Lord is at hand. Unless you never turn on your TV unless you never open your internet browser, we know that the world is changing rapidly. 
We know that there are things that are happening in the world today that make us all get a little concerned. And we're just not really sure what's going on. When you get upset, when you get nervous about what you're facing, when you're worried about what's going to happen, the day of the Lord is at hand in a lot of ways. I don't know when the Lord's coming. I know it's probably soon. I feel that most of us are probably going to see the return of the Lord. And I think that's awesome. But do you know where that fear starts to leave us? Do you know where that anxiety starts to calm down? It happens when we get quiet. And you go to your quiet place and you make time and you take courage and you take a purpose and you say, Lord, I'm going to get before you and I'm just going to stay in your presence and I want you to speak to me. If Pastor Dallas Billington, who has spent so many years in the ministry, would want that to be the last thing his children ever heard, if the scriptures talk about and show us the example of Jesus himself often pulling away to be quiet, we know that it is vitally important for all of us. Get quiet. Get vulnerable. Get humble before God Almighty. He'll make a way when there is no way. Sometimes we have to get before Him to allow Him to do that in our lives. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that, Lord, you will speak to each one here. You've made us all so different. We're all in so many different places. We're, we're all facing so many different things. Lord, the, but you do, you want us to be able to live in this life our best life ever. But if we don't get still, if we don't pull back and pause from life and come before you and spend time in your presence, life is going to move on by and we're going to miss out. And we're going to hold on to sins that we shouldn't have to bear anymore. And we're going to hold on to hurts that should no longer weigh us down. And Lord, I don't want to mislead anybody here. Sometimes some of those hurts, they need a quiet moment before you and they need laid down at your feet over and over and over again. But you don't give up on us and you make a way. Father, I pray that if there's someone watching today, that if they need to have that quiet moment before you, that they will. Lord, I pray for all of us that know you that we'll make more time in our lives to be in your presence. And Lord, I pray for those today who they've never had a quiet enough moment 
to say, I need you, Jesus. I need to accept you as my savior. I need to put away all the doubts, all the fears, all the things the world tells me. This is fake. This is religion. I need to put it all aside, and I need to come to you and just say, Lord, I believe. Take me as I am. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins and change my life forever. We love you, Lord. We pray these things, asking that you will change lives in the stillness and in the peace of your almighty presence. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.